Hello and welcome to this month's episode of Diversity Inclusion Addressing the Elephant in the Room. I'm Lindsay Bridges and during this series I will be exploring DHL Supply Chain UK and Ireland's journey on our DNI agenda, addressing a range of diversity topics through discussions with colleagues from across the business. Diversity and inclusion comes in many shapes and forms, and some of the barriers that people face that prevent them from being truly included are invisible. In this episode of DNI Addressing the Elephant in the Room, we're going to be exploring the subject of mental health, a topic that's still taboo in many cultures and unfortunately still carries a stigma. Research from the mental health charity Mind tells us that in England, one in four people will experience a mental health problem of some kind every year. One in six people report experiencing a common mental health problem like anxiety or depression in any given week. And over the course of someone's lifetime, one in five people have suicidal thoughts, one in 14 people self-harm, and one in 15 attempt suicide. Some staggering statistics to give us some context. So if inclusion really means bringing your full self to work every day, to be the best version of yourself at work every day, then in my view, ensuring companies are set up to support mental health is a core part of any inclusion strategy. If as an employee, I have a mental health issue and I don't feel comfortable talking to my employer, how can I possibly be bringing my full self to work? And for me personally, as an HR leader, I want all our colleagues to feel good about coming to work, to enjoy what they do, to feel supported in the work environment. And we can only achieve this through a truly inclusive culture. Today, I'm joined by Debbie Fennell, our Senior Benefits Manager in DHL Supply Chain UK and Ireland. And we're going to talk about some of the work that we've been doing to foster inclusion in our business by making mental health much less of a taboo subject. Mental health is indeed the elephant in the room, and we need to truly acknowledge that it is okay to speak about it, and that it is okay not to be okay. Last month, we took part in Mental Health Awareness Week, and some of our DHL colleagues showed amazing courage in sharing their own personal stories, really to help normalize this topic. Let's listen to what they said. We all know it's a taboo subject, but it's coming out into the world a lot better nowadays. For me, it started for when I left the military. I had to get my head sorted out to becoming a civilian and working in civilian environment, but I couldn't do that. My first proper job in Civilian Street was going back over to Afghanistan and working for the military for two years as a civilian contractor. I needed that sort of life so I knew where my head is going to be. It's not a taboo subject. I wish people would talk about it openly, but a lot of people can't. I have thought in the past about taking my life. And the only thing what kept me from doing that is that I would destroy my two girls' lives and my family's lives if that ever did happen. I'm not ashamed to admit it, but I've thought about it and I wanted to do it. I just couldn't handle it no more. 
Please, if you get any thoughts of being ill, mentally ill or whatever, just think about it. Talk to your mates, talk to your work colleagues or try and gain help from somewhere else. I've no, I, I speak to my mates who I've not seen for some 30 years in the military from over the over in Manchester way. And we have a laugh and joke. And that's how sometimes I get over my dark days, dark nights or whatever. Please, please help yourselves and help others by doing it. It's just one of those things you can't help it, but it happens. It's not a taboo subject. Not no more. We're all there to help. DHL and all the other organisations around now will understand if you suffer from mental illness. Like I said, I am not ashamed to admit it. It took me a long, long time to even ask my friends or people I work with for help. Please, please understand there is help out there for you. So Debbie, from the clip that we've just listened to, our colleague talks about how mental health is considered a taboo subject, and he talks about the importance of speaking up. So what do you think are the consequences of, of not speaking up about mental health in the workplace? Well, I think if we don't talk about mental health and work, we're never going to break down stereotypes and take the stigma out of something that affects all of us. By talking, we can aid recovery, we can be more proactive in our approach and improve our culture of being open and supportive. If we don't talk about mental health and work, we also won't be able to provide the right support and help. And this can adversely affect the business overall. So if you think about symptoms of mental health um, that can have a significant impact on business, um, such as lack of sleep. Um, it's a common symptom and it can cause safety related accidents, procrastination, indecision, irritability and put strains on relationships and cause low team morale. I think it's interesting, Derry, that you say that actually um, it affects all of us and, and you're right, it does to some extent or another. And, and it's very much about then helping us as a business provide support to people because the impacts are can be much, much more than just the individual, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think employees really have the right to bring their whole self to work um, and to be supported with their mental health, just as they would be with their physical health. Um, the freedom and ability to raise concerns is absolutely core for um, a business culture where employees can feel confident that they are being supported to do the right thing. And so, you know, encouraging employees to share concerns and speak out about their mental health struggles is really critical to developing um, our open, supportive culture and also to um, prevent the issues becoming worse and also to prevent isolation of those with poor mental health. You know, we do know that there's strong evidence out there that workplaces with high levels of mental well-being are more productive. And so um, addressing well-being at work increases productivity um, by as much as 12%. But to address it, we do all need to talk about it. Yeah, so it's interesting to see, you know, the, the consequences of not speaking up, you know, are both quite quite negative in terms of, of the individual impact, but the business impact as well. So if we can encourage people to speak up, it's it's not only the right thing to do, 
um, as a you know for individuals and as a supportive employer, but actually there's, there's some real business benefits to it as well. But for me, I must admit, it's all about the right thing to do. So let's listen to another video clip. And in this one, um, where another colleague shares his story, for me, the, the outcome of this is truly, truly quite inspirational. My mental health got left unchecked by many, for many years by myself. When I did seek help, it was a little bit too late. Um, but we have been managing it with medication and counselling, which doesn't always work. Last year, I reached out to my line manager. Um, I thought this is the end of the job. This is the end of uh, any chance of progression. This is the end of my career within DHL. But I needed to make that connection. I needed to make that, make it known within the workplace. Very supportive, very understanding and has been since. At the beginning of this year, uh, my mental health took a bit of a turn and I contemplated on taking my own life. I just didn't want to be here anymore. I could see the effects it was having on my partner and my children. I just, I, I just couldn't continue. Then a light bulb moment, something happened that made me realise that my childhood wasn't my fault. So I sat down with my partner, spoke through her, to her about it. Uh, as always, very understanding and very supportive, and like she has been for many years. The very next morning, I was on my way to work when I come across a young lad on the wrong side of the motorway bridge. So I stopped to talk to him without thinking, straight out of the car, straight over. Police and paramedics turned up. He wasn't having none of it, wouldn't speak to him. We started talking, we got on to mental health and why he was there. And then I told him that I'd contemplated taking my own life a couple of weeks before and that if I'd have done it, I wouldn't be there to speak to him that morning. After 15 minutes, he asked me to hold his hand and help him back over the other side of the railings because he didn't want to fall. A very powerful moment for both of us. We choose to live in silence with mental health because we don't want to be a burden on others, but we're not a burden. Help is out there. Speak to your line managers. If you can't do that, speak to your HR business partners and for the right way to go. Let's break this stigma together. So Debbie, we can we can see from this that the role of the manager, it's it's really very important to help normalise just asking for help and, and making sure an employee doesn't feel like their career is threatened, you know, by, by mentioning this kind of mental health type issue. So what advice would you give and do you give on a regular basis? What advice do you give to managers to deal with this, particularly when it can be really quite delicate and people might be concerned about how to go about broaching this subject? Yeah, well, I actually think the best bit of advice is don't try to fix people. Um, and that's because managers and leaders um, are often very successful because they're used to navigating difficult situations and solving complex problems. And so when they're put um, with a difficult and delicate situation to deal with, they might well default to um, a problem solving approach. Um, but employees don't want to be seen as a problem to be fixed. Um, and the, the mindset should be um, that, you know, we're there to support employees, that the manager is there to be a bridge to resources rather than being the resource themselves. Um, and you know, managers also need to be very clear with themselves um, that they're not mental health specialists or counsellors and neither is anyone expecting them to be. Um, what they do need to have is a really good understanding and awareness of mental health issues and make sure they know what um, available resource there are to support employees and be confident to have a conversation about it. You know, managers would talk to their employees about um, a bad knee or a bad back um, or anything else like that. And they should be able to talk about mental health um, 
just as normally, really. Um, so they could be having um, just a normal everyday question, talking about the fact that it's been a very stressful time. Um, and the manager can say things like, I've been finding it hard to sleep. How have you been finding it? Thanks, Debbie. I think so. some of the key messages there for managers are about listening, about not judging, and about really recognising that you know what impacts me and maybe makes me feel anxious might not be the same thing as impacts you and makes you feel anxious. So listening to what the employee is saying and, and making sure that we, we are open to that and we're not judging and we're empathetic, I think those are really good messages. Thank you. So... If we move on now and listen to this third clip, another colleague sharing his experience, and this is more of a long-term mental health, and he talks about the support he gets from his colleagues. I have suffered for the past five years with mental health, um, mainly because of a separation from my ex-partner of 12 years and getting used to not having my son uh, due to joint childcare. I think for me personally, it's been a battle which is never going to get any easier. Um, I've, I've struggled and I've had to have various different counselling, medication and cognitive behavioural therapy um, on five separate occasions. Uh, it's not something that I'm ashamed of, it's something I'm quite proud of that I've been able to get through that and the main reason for me wanting to make this video is just to bring awareness to people and realise that it's not something that we need to be ashamed of. There is no stigma around it anymore. At the end of the day it's like any other illness. Um, it's just that I need to have medication and therapy to support. Um, me personally, I think if it wasn't for my colleagues, family and friends, I wouldn't be where I am today um, and, and been able to take on a role, a challenging role like I have done. Uh, and it's, it's that constant communication that's really supported me throughout my mental health issues. Uh, I just want everyone to realise that it's not something to be ashamed of. So Debbie, what can organisations do to kind of amplify the efforts of, of raising awareness and prevention from longer term mental health conditions? And I think this is particularly important at this point in time in the pandemic, you know, after, after COVID-19 and the impact that's had. I think it's really key um, that we have an environment where employees are feeling able to talk openly about mental health and that there isn't stigma or any adverse impact upon them for speaking out. Um, and to be able to do this, um, I think there are several things we need to do as an organization. One is to address wellbeing holistically. We all have um, mental health and we're all very different and we all experience mental health and problems in different ways. And we know that financial well-being, physical well-being and social well-being are all very interlinked with mental well-being. And quite often it is a combination of those issues which take their toll on employee mental health. Therefore, taking a holistic approach to managing employee mental health um, is what's required, along with, you know, establishing that culture of openness around mental health. And I think we should treat mental and physical health as equally important, have well-being on business agendas alongside health and safety. Yeah, that's quite an interesting concept, isn't it? We focus quite a lot on health and safety and physical well-being. Bringing mental well-being to that same level is, is quite critical. And I like the point you make about it. it's not just um, it's not just one aspect, it's that holistic approach. So if we are talking about, you know, employees who've got maybe some longer term uh, mental health challenges, how do managers get to know about that? 
Well, managers are the ones that know their staff the most. Um, and I think it's really important um, that they're having regular one-to-ones um, with their employees and that they know and talk to them about any problems they're having. Um, and managers need to have the knowledge and training to have those conversations and the confidence to do it. Um, and I think um, leaders at all levels need to be able to put mental health on the table, talk about it, invite others to talk about it and really work actively to, to reduce any stigma and also be very proactive in encouraging positive mental health. Um, so making sure that we're leading by example as managers, that we're encouraging a good work-life balance, that we are encouraging physical activity and taking breaks, um, and that we're providing the education on financial and health topics, and that we have wellbeing benefits that do encourage you to be proactive with your, um, your mental health and all your health, in fact, and not just there to address problems. You know, during that recent mental health awareness campaign, we were encouraging everyone to um, go out walking, have time out and be outside. And what we saw was a lot of um, employees and teams were having their meetings outside and going on team walks and just taking some time out together to chat about mental health. And many of them are now building this in as a regular activity, which is just fantastic and exactly what should be happening. It's interesting you talk about role modelling and it's something that... Um that I do quite a lot. I, I walk a lot and exercise a lot. And I'll often post a photograph of that at lunchtime on the uh, on the Connect app, because I do believe it's important that people can see that I can do that as the HR leader. It's okay for the folks in HR, in our HR team to do that as well. And and I, I like the idea of, of us promoting that and doing walking calls. And I do that actually with our, with our CEO, Jose. He and I will have walking calls from time to time. And uh, there's certain calls in the week that I know I don't have to look at a screen so I can pop my headphones in and go out and walk. So I think getting that, that balance right is really important for people. So in this final film clip from one of our colleagues, she talks about proactivity and she talks about her view about prevention being very important and the small things and the little habits that, that really can help you change. So let's have a listen. I've understood that no matter where I've worked, whether it's been a busy warehouse environment or now working from home a lot more, obviously due to COVID, I've understood that looking after my mental and physical well-being is so important to be able to fulfil my role as best as possible and to be able to be the best version of myself. I've understood that to be productive, I need to take my lunch break as much as possible. And when I do, I go out for a walk or even a run sometimes um, and just take that time away from the screen. Because I know for me, prevention is better than cure when it comes to my mental health. So going out for, for that bit of time, taking myself away from my screen, I know that I will then be a lot more productive um, in the afternoon. I know that my trigger points, I know sometimes if I start to feel anxious um, or overwhelmed, then those are the steps I need to take to be able to recenter myself. Um, I also use the Thrive app and the Happy app, make sure that I do the challenges and do the check-ins every now and again, because they might pick something up that I'm not even aware of myself um, and then I'll be able to put the steps in place to be able to um, to, to sort that out. Um, I also know that there are the chat lines and the, the text lines um, that can also help because they can then take it even further. Um, there is so much help out there that 
it's available to everybody so i would definitely encourage you all to to do that um and just to check where you are and not be afraid that there's nowhere else to go because there really is um i also think speaking to your work colleagues is so important um whether you are in the office or the the warehouse or not um if you're not then make sure that you're using um the video conferencing teams or zoom um because it really does help myself and my team it's now second nature to just put our video on put teams on give each other a call just for a chat uh, whether it's about work or not and actually we've made sure that we have scheduled time for the non-work part of it because that is so important to just have a cup of tea sit there and and have that social interaction um because we've found that being isolated could easily come with its own challenges so that's why we made the conscious decision but also actually it's coming naturally now um to make sure that we check in with each other uh because it's not just about looking after our own mental health it's it's looking after everybody else's too so debbie our colleague has some great messages there on where to get help but what tools has dhl supply chain uk and ireland put in place for our colleagues to give them support if they're having mental health or or physical and well-being concerns in general well, what we've done is provided um, a one-stop shop for all our wellbeing resources and benefits, um, which makes it really accessible um, for employees at work or at home. They have an app that's a single sign-on, um, and so it's really easy to access all the information um, and resources they need. Um, and within that, we've got a very comprehensive EAP service, which provides free counselling and has a live chat function. We have the Thrive Mental Health app. We have... Um, mindfulness sessions, mental health journaling sessions. We have various financial and physical well-being benefits. So we have a confidential debt assistance program, for example, affordable loans. We have a 24-7 GP service and, you know, all various things like discounted gyms and a cycle to work scheme. So Debbie, a wide range of benefits with a strong focus on mental health, but also bringing in that financial and physical health that you talked about earlier. And and one of the things that I really like about the benefits we offer is that it's not just um, aimed at the colleague themselves, but also many of these are accessible to their families. Because one of the things I find in terms of dealing with mental health uh, in my own family scenario is that it's not just the individual impacted, it's the family around them as well. So that level of support, I think, is actually really quite important. So, Debbie, if you had one short message, one critical piece of advice for everybody listening today on this subject, what would that be? Well, there's so much I could say, but I think um, to talk is the main, main message, really. Talk to someone if you're suffering um, with your mental health, whether that's a friend, a colleague, line manager, member of your family, or maybe even a stranger um, via something like the EAP or our GP service. Talking is that first big step uh, and it's so important. And once you talk, you'll find out that you're absolutely not alone and it really is OK to not be OK. Debbie, thank you. I think that's really uh, one resounding message to wrap up everything we've heard today. You know, you, you shared you know, some of the really good things that DHL Supply Chain are doing. And I'm sure there's probably also more that we could do and learn from others. You've given some advice to our line managers. You've given some advice to individ 
individual colleagues. And I think the real message is, you know, please talk, please speak up. It's okay not to be okay. So thank you for listening today. That's it for this episode. Keep an eye out next month for our next episode when I will be discussing our D&I strategy from a global perspective with two very special guests from our global team. And don't forget, you can watch us on YouTube or you can listen to us via Spotify or iTunes. Thanks.